Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Happy Tuesday to you, Dan Cilio National Football Show. I just got beat down a little bit here. Okay, okay, hang on before you guys start piling on. Okay, let me get into it. Good afternoon, all. And uh, yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed their Labor Day weekend. And of course, you know, Krause's hammering on me right away. Bama, Miami. It was a great college football weekend. Hey, and for the record, all the Corona pimps, you must have hated this past weekend. You see the fans in the stands and how awesome that looked. Holy cow, did that look great. Camp Randall in Wisconsin. Man, that was awesome. Great, great seeing the fans again. Yes, UM and Bama, that was no contest. The only thing that was competitive about that game was really the coin toss. How about Chip Kelly's got a football team? I bet that probably sends it up there, Eagleville, huh? Yeah, Chip's got a good football team. And for the record, it was a dominant performance against LSU and Ed Ogeron. But of course, it is the start of the National Football League this week on Thursday. Cowboys and Buccaneers live from Raymond James. I got to get this on the record right away here. Guess who we have on today? Mike Gullick's going to join us at 5 p.m. Eastern. And then the head football coach of those Buccaneers is also going to join us at 5.30 Eastern time. And we're going to preview the Cowboy game. We're going to talk about this past offseason, the Buccaneers defending world champs, as I said. I mean, we got a power pack show on this Tuesday for you. So this is what we've been doing here. Oh, and by the way, I did a really poor piss job. Last week at previewing the divisions, we're going to do a little bit better job of that. I want to go back and revisit that and talk about the divisions. I mean, I I, I didn't really, because we got into great conversation. By the way, as you see here, Hungry Python's here with us already. Thank you very much for coming aboard. You guys really direct the show. Whatever you guys want to bring up and throw on the show, I use as content now. And what I do is I basically fill the other stuff that I have that I've written down here, and we kind of hit on all of it. We kind of ping-pong it back and forth, so we really have a good time. But I got to tell you something. Krause reminded me of what greatness was. Brotherly love, thank you, man, for coming aboard. You ready for this? I went like this. Yeah, well, look what Alabama did to Ohio State in the championship game. They beat them by 28. And, and, and Krause goes, so wait a minute. You're going to compromise yourself on being a champion and on excellence by comparing yourself to other ass kickings that Alabama gave to certain programs? He's right. What's happened, I think, over the years, especially with my program, we've, we've come to accept being killed. We've had one 10-win season in 18 years. 
we're, we're just not getting it done recruiting. I mean, since when at the University of Miami cannot we get anybody on the ground? It just makes no sense. And that was an awful performance. You see the difference between a championship team and a non-championship team. You see a team that has a sense of urgency, and then you see a team that doesn't have a sense of urgency. And by the way, put that stupid turnover chain away when you're down 30-some-odd points. It looks stupid. You embarrassed yourselves. You embarrassed yourselves. That was embarrassing. Seriously, man, I turned the channel when I saw that chain come out. I was like this, why? You pull a turnover chain out when you're getting murdered. That's, that's not what I'm looking at. That is not at all what I'm looking at when you're talking about competing. You think there's a turnover chain at Alabama? They don't wear chains at Alabama. They wear rings at Alabama. I want to wear rings like the rings behind me. I don't want to wear chains. I want to wear rings. So if you want to bring up that disaster and that mess, have at it. All right. I do want to start the show off by doing this. We're going we're, we're gonna to throw expectations, and we're going to start with the Eagles here. Tell me what you guys think. And now that we're all set, there's no more mulligans. There's no more mulligans. There's no more practices. Atlanta's this week. What are your expectations for your Philadelphia Eagles this year? And please, let's be, let's be realistic, okay? Brotherly love. Praying for Jalen Hurts. I'm 53 years old. Been watching football since the 80s. He's no Doug Williams. No, but what he could be is a Steve McNair. You're hoping he turns into Steve McNair, a leader, a guy that's accurate, a guy that moves around, and his teammates love. You know, I was thinking over the weekend who I was hoping that Jalen Hurts would resemble three years into his career. And so you guys all know this. I'm not rooting against the kid at all. As a matter of fact, I don't root against any NFL guy. Never have, never will. Unless you're a complete toolbox. Okay? Late to the party. What's the subject? Here we go. Starter Minshew. You're true now that all everything is done. All the exhibition games are over. Roster set. Your expectations for your Eagles this year are what? Doug Williams? That's not a good comparison. No, it's not. And then BP Pro. Let me. I, I said it's more Steve McNair because Jalen's not a drop back and Doug Williams is a drop back quarterback. He's not ever going to be a guy that's going to drop back 38 times and try to win a football game. He's going to move around in the pocket. He's going to go laterally and sometimes vertically, and he's going to try to create yards. Maybe a, maybe a cheap man's version of what they do in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. But the Eagles' expectations are what? Here, I'll throw it out, and I'll start it. If the Eagles can get in their division, 
a winning record, they'll be in the conversation for the division crown. How can this and how can they get there? Steven says, Steven, that that is really that is a really great one. He says, my expectations for them are to compete. Steven, let me let me show you though on how that's too low of an expectation. Robert, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Loves the show. By the way, again, Mike Golick at five o'clock. Bruce Arians, head coach of the Bucks at 5:30. Steven, this is what Jimmy Johnson used to teach us. Don't strive for competing because that means they'll be underwater. Strive for contending. It's it's like doing this. If you I'm going to give you a line that Vince Lombardi told my uncle Andy Robostelli when he was the offensive coordinator in New York before Vince got the Green Bay job. You guys ready? And it was something that was given to me by Robostelli and my jersey's on the back back there, if you could see it. Right back there. That was his induction jersey into the Ring of Honor for the Giants. I know that probably kills a lot of Eagle fans. But this is what Vince used to tell his team all the time. You ready? Strive for perfection, knowing full well you'll never get there. Knowing full well you'll never get to perfection. So you learn to live with greatness. You see, you strive for high goals and you land a little bit under it, you learn to live with greatness. If you're striving to compete, you're never going to contend. Okay? So strive a little higher. I, I like what you're saying, though. You're right. Competing. 4-11-1 last year was not competing. Was not competing. Steven, there were no contender this year. I'm settling expectations low. I don't think expectations are ever low in Philadelphia, are they? Here, let me give you what I, 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 I see for this team. On September 7th, 2021, here's how I see the Eagles, and you tell me if I'm wrong. I see an in it. Some of these are not going to be negatives. They're just going to be incompletes when I say this, okay? The head coach is incomplete. He comes from a good system. He understands Frank Reich's type of offense. He was groomed in that offense. Remember something. Nick Sirianni was also in San Diego when Frank was the offensive coordinator with Phillip Rivers in San Diego. So they have been around a lot with each other, and they understand how to put, how to put game plans together how to build a game plan that fits the personality of the quarterback. See, that's rare when you have a coordinator that knows how to fit a game plan around a personality along with talent. That's what Frank did for Carson Wentz in Philly. Sirianni's from that same mold. Look at what they did last year. They went from Jacoby Brissett, then they got Phillip Rivers in there. They won 11 ball games. They did a really good job a year ago. Winning games with Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, dude. Mohammed, how you doing, brother? Thanks for coming aboard, man. So Sirianni knows how to build 
an offensive game plan. It's going to be the other things. Does he know how to manage his time on the sidelines? Does he know how to handle timeouts going into the half? Does he know how to handle a two-minute warning? Hey, Matt LaFleur last year, look what he did in the championship game against the Bucks. That guy laid an egg. They gave up seven going into the half, and they pulled the MVP off the field for a field goal kicker. That was Matt LaFleur, who's 26-6 and six over the last two years. So time management is going to be something that we're going to have to see with Sirianni. So, again, I would say this about your coach. I don't know yet. Okay, you know, all of the other things that you're seeing with the press conference, Saban and both Belichick suck at the press conference. Who cares about that? Winning the press conference, I don't care who wins the press conference. I care who wins the game. Winning press conferences, you know what? Then you'll become eccentric like Belichick has if you start winning championships. So who cares? And the media will use that as an excuse if you start bombing in games. Ah, guys suck from the beginning. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter when it comes to the press conferences. I want to see what Sirianni does when he's got everybody out there on the field. So I'm starting with the coach. Now let's go to the quarterback. Okay, here's my question on Jalen Hurts, okay? Look, you, let's start with the positives because – Look, I I don't want to start – I don't do Debbie Downer radio, and I don't do, like, let's kick everyone's ass. I don't want to do that because I don't like doing that kind of radio. I don't like doing that kind of show. I just don't. You know, my national radio show at night, you know, you can get yourself into a a pissing match with just talking about all the negative things. And I know that sells, and I know that gets clicks and all, but I'm a realist here, man. So here's my deal with Hertz. Okay? There's no question he's got the intangible that he steps into a room, the entire locker room um, is attracted to him. There's a leadership quality to him. He's a heck of a teammate. Everyone understands who he is. He works hard. Teammates like him. All of that. Looks like he is very, very good at picking up playbooks. Look at his track record. Played at Bama. Goes to Oklahoma. Now he's picked up the playbook with Nick Sirianni. All the intangibles. My question is going to be this. Oh, okay. He just needs the reps. I've talked to you before about this. He just hasn't had enough game reps for me to sit here and say sucks or not sucks. Okay? Excuse me, kid. I haven't gotten to the O-line yet. Okay? We'll get there, kid. Relax, guy. You're saying this, Malata, is not a question, you dope. I haven't gotten there, dumbass. I'll get there. Okay? I'll get there, dumbass. The quarterback is, in my opinion, got a chance to be a guy who can win ball game. If Tyrod Taylor can win ball games, he can win ball games. I like Tyrod. I, I totally like Tyrod Taylor. Okay? The question mark will be, is he going to be accurate enough? And is he going to continue to get better in the Nick Sirianni offense? Still a question mark. So look what we've done here. You've got a question mark with the coach, and you've got a question mark with the player. You can pray. You can hope. You can rub on a magic genie bottle. You can do all that stuff. But the reality is, we just don't know yet. Hey, and that goes on the other way. 
Me sitting here banging on Jalen Hurts, that's not an evaluation. Okay? That's not an evaluation. That's kind of like guesswork. You're, you know, you're rubbing on the genie bottle again. So the quarterback and the head coach are question marks going into 2021 on whether or not they can move the chains. Am I, is that, am I fair? Am I fair? That's all I'm saying, and that's all I'm throwing out there. The offensive line. Now we can get to that dumbass's comment. Jordan Mulata, there's no question. No question. From what I've heard from Brian Baldinger and everybody that's been in Eagles camp, they're saying that this kid could be one of the best tackles in the National Football League, and that includes Orlando Brown. That also includes guys like Trent Williams with the 49ers. That's big comparison. Okay, I love his background being a rugby guy. I love the fact that he was a late-round draft choice, and he's worked himself into being that player. He just He's another guy that needs reps. And when you have the amount of experience with Lane Johnson and everyone else in that offensive line, with Kelsey and them dudes, you got a chance now at having one of the better units in the National Football League. I'll tell you this. I would much rather have a more talented offensive line than a skilled wide receiver unit. Because if I don't have an offensive line, it doesn't matter. Your quarterback's going to get killed, and you'll never get the ball to your skilled guys. You'll never. You'll never get that. So the Eagles have a huge plus in the offensive line. That is a massive plus. And actually, it kind of dilutes the other two. Because what happens if you just get in trouble? Turn around and hand the rock off and just see if you can move the chains by running the football. You've got the O-line to do it. Your, t- your, your tight end position has now been improved because Zach Ertz is now still with the club and he's going to start the season. So now we know that you're talking about two dudes that without a question that are going to be able to move the chains because you have now a wide receiver group that you're very high on, especially with Devontae Smith. And on top of that now, you're talking about adding a tight end group that can also help Jalen Hurts out. This is going to come down to running the football. I'm giving you an overall synopsis of the Eagles here. Even though you're inexperienced with your O-line, or excuse me, with your quarterback and the fact that you have a coach that's inexperienced, you're going to be able to cover some of that with your offensive line, your tight end group, and on top of that, your wide receiver group. So there's a chance here that this offense could be pretty decent. Can't get any injuries. Now, you've, according to Brian Baldinger, who we've had on the program, they've created depth in the position. And I'm going to give you my expectations. I'm laying out who this team's is, who this team is right now. Erox, I don't know how you say that. E-R-I-X-O-Z. Yes, top five O-line, maybe number one. He may be right. He may be right. You, you, you may be right by the end of the year. They stay healthy. 
they're able to move the chains. I still think here's 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 a problem though that I still think with the offense. I mean, your running back, who is he? Who's your who's your running back? I mean, to me, if they were going to help out, if they were going to help out Jalen Hurts, they should have went and got some big time running backs in the offseason and put them back there. Because that's you want to keep that offense in third and short. You don't want to have third and eight, third and nine, like you saw last year with Carson Wentz. You can't have that. So let's take a look at this. Coach inexperienced, quarterback inexperienced. Not saying bad things here. Okay. Offensive line could potentially be one of the better groups in the NFL. And let's just start this out and say this. We'll say they're in the top five to 10. You're in that room. You got a chance to win ball games. Your tight end group's got to be in the top five. Wide receivers, a little bit incomplete. That Rieger kid, I can't tell if he's good or bad. One week I see him. Next minute, he's Casper the Ghost. I, I, I don't see him. So I can't tell. Devontae Smith hasn't really had a lot of reps during the training camp. Hawk says Gainwell blows. Okay. Let's see how they can put this. Now, look, they haven't had a lot of exhibition football, have they? Steven Sawyer says, I see 9-10 wins being possible with the last play schedule and playing in the NFC East. 9-10 wins? Man, that, that puts you in the playoffs, I think. Okay, you're 9-8. I mean, you're 10-7. and seven. You're right there. Well, let's get over to the defensive side of the football now. Okay? Your front seven. I'm still not so... That kid that they put in last year in game six turned out to be a tackling machine. Um, I'll tell you, the front four, if healthy, what were you guys, uh, second or third in sacks last year? Got to stop the run, which I think that will improve massively. You stop the run, you're going to have, once again, what you had a couple years ago. You know what that is? Zay, the God, Jalen Hurts will take over the league. Again, you're hoping that, though. Brotherly love. Hey, man. You bet, man. Run that ball. You got to run that rock. Okay? You got to run that rock. You guys have a lot of faith in Jalen. That's really awesome of you. See, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't throw that out there like that. I want to see it. I, I don't, I don't, you know, rub pennies together and pray to make nickels and quarters out of it. That, that's, that's not. And by the way, he's not great. He hasn't shown one bit of greatness yet. Ertz has not shown one bit of greatness. He has not shown one second of it. And I don't care about college. It's a big boy club. So your, your D-line is going to be it's going to be one of the better groups too. So you got two things going for you right here. Are you ready? You you've got a great old line and you've got potentially a great D line. This is the formula you had when you won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Okay? This this is the formula you had. By the way, the quarterback was almost a non-factor in that decision on how they beat the pit. Like when they got into that Super Bowl, 
and they beat the piss out of the Patriots, they beat them up front. They just beat the hell of them up front. I still think the secondary is a question mark once again for the Eagles. So, boy, this is a tough one. Let me, let me, your expectations on the Eagles will be this at the end of the schedule. I'm going to tell you what this is because I need time to think about all the things I just said. Inexperienced, watch this, inexperienced quarterback, inexperienced coach. The running game's okay. The O-line is outstanding. The tight end position is very good. Wide receiver position, I'm not sure. Defensive line, very good. Linebackers, suspect. Worst part of your football team is actually your secondary. I'll tell you what I believe this football team will do. Right after this timeout, you keep it right here on the National Football Show. Hey, Eagles fans, if you're a subscriber to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, you are already registered to win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming season. That's right. You could win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming 2021 season just for being a subscriber. If you're watching and you're not a subscriber, do it now. Subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel right now. What do you need to do? Subscribe right now. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. National Football Show. Top of the hour. We'll talk to Mike Gullick and get his thoughts on the upcoming Eagle and NFL season. Also, is Notre Dame fighting Irish? Pretty good job against Florida State. Florida State and Mike Norvell, the head coach there, has that program back in the right direction. Not only did Florida State keep that game close, but they played tough, and I give it to them. They're trending in the right direction clearly are trending in the right direction. So we'll talk to Mike Golick at the top of the hour. Plus, we will have Bruce Arians at 5.30 Eastern time, and we'll talk about the Buccaneers and Cowboys on Thursday night. So we start the season off then, and we'll start it off with the head football coach of the world champion Bucks, 5.30 Eastern. So uh, we appreciate your thoughts. I love the fact also that we have – like this time here for us to sit around and talk about other things that are going on in the National Football League. All right. So no question. Let's see here. Zay says Eagles definitely going to the playoffs. I think they're going to the playoffs. Okay. I thought about this in the break here. My expectations, I laid it all out for you here. Mm. There's, there's, what I don't like doing, I don't like using the unknown as an evaluation, but you have to hear, right? I say this to you. I think that the Eagles can win nine games. That's up from seven. I say nine games. They could, I say they're a nine and eight football team this year. Smile says Bruce Arians is a big time guest two days before the kickoff. I know, man. Isn't that great? By the way, I, how many championship rings does he have? From Pittsburgh, I think two, right? I think he's got two because he was the coordinator, I believe two. And now he's got one as a head football coach. So, yeah, I mean, I love Bruce Arians. So, I've got the Eagles at nine wins, nine and eight. Joey B, good afternoon, Sills. It's all good, brother. It's all good, brother. We'll get to your Broncos because, listen, I did a poor job last week at previewing the divisions because I got off into, like, we got off into different conversations, but that's okay because, you know, I, you know, I, I, I like having conversations with you guys and you guys bring some really great stuff to the table. And the guests kind of like, you know, they throw other things out and all you guys get an opportunity. Broncos and G-Men, I don't think highly of the G-Men. By the way, Daniel Jones sucks, okay? He's Dave Brown of the 2021. You know what I mean? He's Dave Brown. 
I don't see it. Big Keezy says, Eagles only play two good quarterbacks, Mahomes and Brady. No one else scares me. Hey, Matt Ryan can throw the ball, dude. Matt Ryan can throw the ball. Okay? So, am I wrong when I say this? Um, nine and eight. Nine and eight Eagles. Nine and eight Eagles. That's where I'm going. Not changing. I'm going to put nine and eight. Mohammed says Daniel Jones should not be named captain. Of course not. By the way, that's that's painting a captain C on a jersey when you know the guy sucks. I'm going to just say OZ. Yes, they could be four and two after six, probably three and three. That's kind of you're you're in the room here. Lost to Kate. Oh, so what? You think you're going? Um, you think you're going fifteen and two? <laughs> uh, hey, whoa, 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 whoa! Now there was no bet. There was no bet. I think nine and eight is a good prediction. Thank you, Stephen. So what I'm going to do now is then we're going to start in the NFC East here. It's funny you should say that. I've got the Washington team as the winner of this division. I think they're a 10 and 7 football team. They've got a better running game. They got a better old line. They've got a better defense. They got better linebackers. And most importantly, they got a better coaching staff. Okay. They they they've got a better coaching staff. You, you Nick Sirianni is not Ron Rivera. <laughs> There's actually nobody in that division, and that includes Mike McCarthy. Absolutely not. So I've got the Washington team as one. I've got the Cowboys too. I think the Cowboys will be a 9 and 8 football team. And I think the Eagles are going to be a 9-8 and eight football team. And then the team pulling up the rear will be the Giants. I don't care that got Barkley back. I, I just don't. But this, what, what, what I like about Washington, they've got some – they've got some definity at the quarterback position. Okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I know he's so hot and cold. He's so hot and cold. This guy's thrown for 40,000 yards in his NFL career. Do you know that? 40,000 yards. And he's been a backup primarily his entire career. How does a guy with 40,000 yards being known as a substitute teacher have that kind of numbers? This guy's got more passing yards than Troy Aikman. Phil Sims. Terry Bradshaw. I mean, it's incredible. Smile says Rivera's a winner, but that Redskins O line isn't very good. Multiple QBs again in DC. See, I think their O line's a little better than you think. Trevor says, print the shirts, Cowboys division champs. Okay. He, he sees a big year for Dak then. Wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked. Okay? So, 
Washington, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. I got the Gigantes finishing last in the NFC East. In the North, I think you've got two playoff teams in this in this division, too. I think it's the Packers division to lose. Look how close they are the last two years. I, th- I still think their window is there. Um, Aaron Rodgers is coming off a turbulent offseason, but still, he loves living like that. That's how he is. I, he loves living like that. Joey B says Alabama could win the NFC East, probably. <laughs> hey, Joey, after that performance against Mike Haynes, they, they might be able to win. They, okay? Yeah, that's right. Ozzy did look good his first year, but look at his record since. It's under 500 or at 500 because the NFL got a game plan on him. I've got Packers. I've got the Vikings. I've got the Bears. And I've got the crappy-ass Dan Campbell Lions. I think the Packers have a true chance of getting back to the NFC Championship game if the noise didn't get in the way. I don't know what the hell happened to the Vikings last year. That football team has so much talent. I'm such a fan of Mike Zimmer. I really am. I I, I mean, I, I love the guy. With the Bears, Matt Nagy, I'll say this to you about Matt Nagy, okay? Justin Fields, you put him in there again with that offensive line. You know why you don't start Justin Fields? The reason that you don't start Justin Fields is because you need a quarterback behind center that knows when to throw away the ball, not 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 throw away the ball and punt. When you have crappy old lines, you need experience back there, not mobile. Everybody thinks you need mobile. You need smartness back there. So Packers, Vikings, Bears, and Lions. That's who I have as your NFC North champion, Green Bay Packers. Lions suck. I agree with you, brother. And I just, it's just gone on like a freight train there. You know, Alabama and in uh, New England have been great all these years. How are the Lions so sad? I mean, when's the last time they were relevant? The 50s? I can't remember the last time that the I think the Lions went to an NFC championship game, if I'm not mistaken, in the 90s with Wayne Fonts. Okay? Muhammad, 5 o'clock we have Golic and then Bruce Arians at 5.30. 91 that was? That sounds about right. Let's go to the south here. Buccaneers, right? All night long. Bucks. I've got the Saints. I've got the Panthers at three. And I've got the Falcons, the Eagles' first opponent, at four. So Buccaneers repeat. Oh, actually, take that back. Saints won it last year, didn't they? They won the NFC South. Buccaneers didn't win the NFC South last year. But I do think Jameis Winston's going to have a heck of a year. I think you're going to go to sleep on them 
And I would say this to you, man, okay? Don't go to sleep on the Saints. Really good coaching there with Sean Payton. Really good coaching. So Bucks, Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. There's your South. The West is the best division in football, in my opinion. I think these four teams are very good. Um, I would say that there's a suspect coach in this division, but there's some pretty good talent. And what you love about this division, there's a lot of quarterbacks in this division. I think the winner of the NFC West is going to be the San Francisco 49ers. I think you've got a dual quarterback scenario where you're not going to go wrong either way because you can run the ball and you got a hell of an offensive line. That guy they got from Washington, Trenton Williams, in my opinion, is an absolutely spectacular offensive lineman. How Washington let that guy go, is, is it's, it's amazing. John Lynch, the general manager, and Kyle Shanahan had done marvelous things with that football roster. They're good on defense. They got to stay away from the injury bug. They can... They can play. They can play. Oz, you're right. Winston is exceptionally talented. And I do believe you're – you know what the problem is going to be, Oz, with Jameis Winston? How does he handle success? Because he's going to be turned around in New Orleans the same way Teddy Bridgewater was. How does he handle being a successful guy? You know what I'm saying? How does he handle that? How does he handle being involved in a winning scenario where they're counting on you to be a leader? You know, we, we, we watched him at Florida State. We saw him kind of fall apart there a little bit. Buccaneers, too, off, off the field issues a little bit, reckless with the football. Just keep an eye on that. As to the West, 49ers, I got the Rams at two, and I'll tell you why I got the Rams at two. I'm not, I'm not sold that Sony Michelle is going to go in there and all of a sudden they're going to be some sort of like running attack. If we've learned anything about Sean McVay, we've learned this about his offense. He needs to have play action part of that offensive attack. Because once Jared Goff the last couple of years got into third and longs, he could not be consistent enough for that football team to move the sticks. That's why they showed inconsistency all the time. So I want to see that dynamic work. You know, the defense is going to be one of the better defenses. And anytime that Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford, the one time that he had a really good defense in Detroit, they did win 11 ball games. So let's see. Okay, Trevor, that's that's fair. I never believe you know I just thought really that Brady got him the football when he was in when he, when he was in New England. I got the Seahawks third. Um here here's why I have the Seahawks third in the West. I know probably people are going Sills, really? Do you really think their running game is good enough? They got worn out towards the end of the year, I thought. I really think they they got worn out. Joey B just asked one of the most asked questions of all time. You know what that is? Dick Saban could turn the Lions around and into a winner. No, I don't. You know why? There's too many people get in the way. 
ownership. Look, look, look at the red tape that you think you have at the Ford Motor Company. Think about this, for instance. Joey, I'm going to – do you guys want to know, okay, do you want to know why the Lions don't work, don't win? Look at the red tape you think you have at the Ford Motor Company. Think of that, for instance. With, with the 27 floors that they have there and all the people that go through decision-making – that are involved in Detroit when you're talking about manufacturing cars. Think about that for a minute. There's not one dude in the room that goes, this is what we need to do. There's 70 guys in the room making the decision. And that's why you have no consistency at all in Detroit. They run the Lions like they run their, their car dealership and their car manufacturing plants. They run it by committee. You can't win running anything by committee. You can't. I mean, did, I, I can't believe people don't bring that dynamic up in Detroit. You could put the greatest coaches on the planet in that building. But they try to run that team the same way that they run their, their, car, their, their car manufacturing plant. They'll never win there. So, 49ers, Rams, Seahawks, and Cardinals. But take a timeout. We got at the top of the hour, my friend, Mike Gullick. We're going to ask him all these questions, too, and get his thoughts. I'll ask him his expectations, by the way, of the Eagles. Hey, and by the way, if it's really a good question that you guys throw out, we'll ask Big Mike at the top of the hour that question as well. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Hey, Eagles fans, if you're a subscriber to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, you are already registered to win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming season. That's right. You could win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming 2021 season just for being a subscriber. If you're watching and you're not a subscriber, do it now. Subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel right now. What do you need to do? Subscribe right now. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. 
Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show, Dan Silly on top of the hour. Mike Golick Sr. will join us. Also, in hour number two, Bruce Arrington, head football coach of the Buccaneers, will join us. Chip Kelly's got a football team in Los Angeles. Finally. Dominant at the point of attack. I thought they beat up LSU. That's the first good Chip Kelly team I've seen in five years. If I'm not mistaken, the first year... When he was in Philadelphia, I think they had a 9-7 and team. That wasn't that bad of a football team. But he really hasn't had a good football team since that first initial year. I think it was in Philly when he had that 9-7 and football team. You know, you, go, you have to go 10-6 and it was. Thanks, Trevor. I mean, 2013, they were 10-6. That's his truly last good football team. The rest of them he should never have taken the 49er gig. The 49ers were in chaos in the front office. Should never have taken. He took the bag of money and he ran. Okay? Then he gets to UCLA and UCLA's in a train wreck. Just in a train wreck. Yeah, because it fell apart in him when it came to um, the next year because the roster was getting beat up because he was trying to put 85 plays out there. That's right. That's exactly how that went down. Then they blew his ass out. So he's got a football team. They could be a sleeper in college football this year. I don't, I don't know them whether or not they're going to be in a conversation to win potentially a national championship or get to the Final Four. But um, I believe they're going to win the Pac. I think they're going to win the Pac-12. Them and Oregon are going to fight this thing out. So I look pretty good there for Chip Kelly and UCLA. Let's get over to the AFC. And we just did the NFC here, and I want to get to this, and I want to conclude this this time before we get to Mike Gullick at the top of the hour. AFC East, we'll we'll go through this real quick here. NPC Smith, man, appreciate you coming aboard, brother. Thank you. Bills, great-looking football team. Sean McDermott's done a great job. Josh Allen continues to grow. 
Their defense is going to be good. I don't like the fact that they run the ball by committee still. And I don't want to see Allen, your leading ball carrier. I hate when I see that because it's a matter of time before your guy gets hammered. Hey, starter Mitchu. I, I, I've got the Patriots. I think the Patriots are a 10-win football team. I got them number two. Uh, they're not Bills good, but this division has improved a lot. This division has improved a lot here. Dolphins are going to be a good football team this year. Hey, and you know what? Maybe people lit a fire under two a little bit. Tucker Viola played pretty well this exhibition season because you know why? You had the Deshaun Watson. You had the Deshaun Watson um, rumors out there. I thought he played well. And then you have the Jets with the new quarterback now, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson showed me this. Zach Wilson looks like he could throw the football. Zach Wilson looks like he can make plays, and he's got the arm to throw the out. He's not a bad-looking quarterback. Bills, Patriots, Dolphins. Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, and Jets. In the North, this is going to be an interesting division here. You know, I actually saw some prognosticators saying that the Ravens are not going to have a good year. I'm like, how do you see that? Calais Campbell on the other side of the defense. You got a player in Lamar Jackson. They upgraded the offense uh, in the running again in the running attack. I don't know, man. I I think the Ravens are going to be really good. Now, I do think the Browns are going to push them. And this is really going to come down to Baker Mayfield. Is Baker Mayfield the guy? It's the reason that the Browns haven't given him his contract extension yet. They want to see it. I think Browns and Ravens are really going to push one another. Here's the thing with the Steelers. If Najee Harris improves that short yardage offense and red zone offense for Pittsburgh, they're going to be a surprise team. They can play on defense. Know this, too. Am I I right when I'm saying this? T.J. Watt is still holding out for some reason or whatever it is. Contract issues, right? You got to get him on the field. Because they got a good-looking unit there with Pittsburgh having him being able to run the ball. I think the Bengals are going to be better. Not good enough, though. In the South, this is going to be an interesting, another interesting division. I got the Colts winning this division. I got the Titans sitting there at two. Believe it or not, I got the Texans at three. Could have the worst roster in football, but I don't have any. How about this? I don't have any expectations. For the Jaguars. Okay. I I, I just I, I want to see it with Urban Meyer. And in the West, this is another great by the way, both West divisions in the NFC and AFC are great. Chiefs are going to be great. Orlando Brown being added, revamped offensive line. I think the Chargers are going to be much improved. I think the Raiders are the big outlier here. If not now, when, John? Okay? If not now, when? I mean, he had a nice run, his first stint in Oakland. Buccaneers Super Bowl, that fell apart at the end. He spent a decade in the um, in the broadcast booth, okay? Came back and it's been, I don't know, 19 and 29. And the Broncos need a quarterback. Okay? They need a quarterback. Not a bad defense. They can run the ball. Judy's good. But, yeah, 
So there's your there's your champs, and there's your divisions. NFC East, I got Washington, North Packers, South Bucks, West Niners. AFC, Bills in the East, Ravens in the North, Colts in the South, Chiefs in the West. It's going to be an interesting. You know what the greatest thing about the NFL is, too? Everybody's circling, and everyone's doing this right now. You ready? Wow, the Bucks are going to repeat. How many times has that not panned out? Preseason favorite goes wire to wire. St. College football, like Bama, unless you prove it to me, Bama's going to go pretty much wire to wire. Okay? They're going to go wire to wire. And what they showed me, they showed me that that football team, okay, they are doing the things that we used to do down at the University of Miami. They're just retooling. Okay? They've got – think of this for a minute. You want to know how sick Alabama is right now? How many first-round draft choices do you think Bama has sitting on the bench right now that haven't even played a second? And that are – look at Mac Jones. Mac Jones had to sit behind all those quarterbacks to get his chance. And you want to hear something? Mac Jones may actually be the best Alabama quarterback that has come out of that room under Nick Saban. Okay? I mean, think about that for a minute. You're talking about a quarterback room that had Ertz in there. You had Tucker Viola in there. You add Mac Jones in there, and now you're talking Mac Jones is starting for the New England Patriots. For so, this is what you. This is something else too that a lot of people are not highlighting. So Mac Jones's coaches have been Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. You're you're being coached by the greatest college football coach that's ever lived, and now you're being coached by the greatest NFL coach that's ever lived. Do you understand how freaking amazing that is, that coaching is so vital to a player's development, especially when you get to the National Football League level? I mean, you're talking about a classroom, and you're dealing with people that are savants at the position of being coach. And 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 you're talking about organizations who put players in position to consistently win. You know, I say this all the time to folks. You know, when you're somebody like a, you know, you're somebody, you're, you're somebody like Tom Brady. And let's just take this for instance. Uh, the Buccaneers ended up drafting Kyle Trask out of Florida, right? Brady is now coaching Kyle Trask. He, he's his protege. So what he's basically doing is he's interning for Tom Brady. And your coach is Byron Leftwich, who I think is going to get an NFL or college gig. He's the OC in, in Tampa Bay. And you got Bruce Arians. Look at the quarterbacks that he's dealt with. Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer. Tom Brady, even Jameis. I mean, Bruce Arians' resume, and for the record, where did Bruce Arians coach also? 
Bruce Arians coached um, at Alabama. So he knows the whole dynamic of coaching and being around great leaders. Thank you, Mallory. Thank you very much. Steve McNair is a good pro to compare Jalen Hurts to. That's who I kind of compare him to. That's somebody, if I were the Eagles, if I were the Eagles, I would be looking at that as a comparison on what I wanted Jalen to look like. Okay? That's what I would be looking for. All right, folks, as advertised. Hey, don't forget, a little bit later on, we got Bruce Arians joining us, too. Head football coach of the Buccaneers. Kickoff Thursday night football, but... Man, I'll tell you what, I just love talking football with our friend Mike Gullick, and he's here with us now. And, Mike, I got to tell you, man, that was a scare there the other day at Doe Campbell there for Notre Dame and Florida State, dude. I mean, hey, it was a really good, well-played football game, but maybe Notre Dame didn't execute as much as they wanted to in that football game. But how do you see Notre Dame looking this year? Well, certainly from the point of week one is get the win and get the hell out, right? I mean, you got the win. That's all that matters. You move on. It's it's week one. There's no preseason games. There's, you know, you can act like you're going live in practice, but you're not really going live until you finally play that game. So you're done with it. Listen, Marcus Freeman is uh, their new D coordinator, is an attacking type of a defensive coordinator. So when you attack, what happens is you can be vulnerable at times to big plays, whether you're you know in a corner and man in man coverage gets a step on him and he's lost. You attack the line of scrimmage and now a running back breaks through that first line. There's no second line because they blitz. You got through it. You get a long run. And especially then later in the game, hot and humid, you're still maybe not in playing shape because you haven't played, you know, live games. You don't bring your feet as much to the ball carrier. Your arm tackle a little more. Next thing you know, you got big plays hit against you. I thought the quarterback, uh, Jack Cohn, it's the first time they had a different quarterback there in about 103 years. You know, because Ian Book has been the quarterback there forever. I thought he performed extremely well. But give Florida State some credit. You know, they always get great athletes, but, you know, they got to start playing together better. And they hit some uh, some big plays. You know, uh, Mackenzie Milton, boy, I tell you, I mean, h- how do you not root for that guy, you know, to do well? And I was just not too well to beat my Irish. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? And I think you nailed it, Mike, with FSU. I was looking for them to compete. And I thought they were really tough in that game. You got to win those games eventually. But, no, right. I, I I thought, like you said, game one, week one, man, you just want to get the hell out of there with a win. I want to go to the pros here. Mike, we sure. were talking a lot about the Eagles here. You know, I mean, I, I hear, you know, I had Brian Baldinger on a couple days ago. He really loves his kid, Jordan Mulata, says he's going to be a massive stud in the NFL. You know, he told me their old line is going to be better than what I think. <laughs> Give me your expectations on what you think the Eagles will be in 2021. Well, the O-line will be better if they stay healthy. I mean, you know, that's one thing you can't predict. You see them on paper and you say, okay, but they played the season and they were a mass unit. I mean, you know, they it was there was a mass unit team last year. That was San Francisco. But there are mass unit positions. And the O-line for the Eagles was one of them. So – just by health alone, and you never know to predict that. So you, 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 we can say they're going to be a better line if they stay healthy. Well, we don't know that. But if they do, they will be a better line. They got some more weapons for Jalen. Not sure where they're going to fit in there. I don't know if they have enough big plays in them, in all honesty. 
Um, I, I certainly like the Washington football team and the Cowboys a little better, though the Cowboys defense scares me uh, a little bit. Um, but I, I do think going to Baldy, what he says, you know, uh, my, my teammate for a while, um, I, I do think their old line will be better. But like I said, just on the fact that they're healthy, because last year was brutal for them. Let's see. You know, there are two quarterbacks out there that you're waiting to see. Jalen Hurts got, you know, got the job because Carson Wentz failed, right? So he's gone. And Tua got the job in Miami because, you know, Fitzmagic is a fill-in like he's going to do with the Washington football team. But they openly were courting Deshaun Watson before all of his, you know, legal troubles. So they like Tua, but they were courting Deshaun Watson. So what does that tell you? So it's like these two Alabama quarterbacks are in a real, in a very young part of their career are in a, re- a real proving part of their career. Mike, did, did you read into anything when they traded for Gardner Minshew? And, you know, here's a kid that he's got the personality of Favre. He's not going to sit around and want to be a backup guy because that's not who his nature is. I've heard even Urban Meyer say that, that this guy's just itching to get out there and play. I mean, then you see them making a the move. And like you said, the Eagles were making noise with Howie Roseman and kicking a can when it came to Deshaun Watson. I mean – how, how do you see that? Do you, do you think they're sold on Jalen or do you so, think they're still looking? So here's the thing on Gardner Minshew. He can, he can be antsy to play. He can be a guy that says, I don't want to be a backup. He doesn't have that rep. He just doesn't. You know, when was he picked in the draft? He wasn't a Justin Fields first round pick who you know is eventually going to be the starter. A Trey Lance who you know is eventually going to be the starter. Gardner Minshew is never that. The circumstances in Jacksonville got him to be a starter, and he made the most of it. I love him uh, on a podcast. I talked to his father a couple years ago. It was great. It was a great story. But he's not going to some team, and and fans are going, well, first sign of trouble, we are going to start, you know, chanting Min Chew, Min Chew. I mean, it's not going to happen. But what I think Philadelphia wanted was a guy like Gardner who can play ball because they think if they can stay healthy, they have a pretty good team. There's nobody running, I don't think, running away with the East. The offense for the Washington football team, we're not sure apart. Uh, I love uh, Fitzmagic, but you don't know if he can go the whole year. I love their defense. I love Dallas offense. I don't love their defense. Philly, we're kind of wondering, but nobody is head and and shoulders above anybody else. So, A, if Jalen gets hurt, or B, if he's not performing well, they feel they have a, a guy who they can trust to put in there and keep their head above water. But by no means was it, oh, boy, they got Gardner Minshew. Hold on now. The first sign of trouble, I mean, they are going to be screaming for his name. I don't even think Gardner thinks that's going to happen. Let's take you to Thursday night's game between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. And you mentioned Dak's shoulder. You mentioned the Cowboys. Their offense looks like, you know, uh, they get they may get Zach Martin back, from what I understand, too, the night yeah. of the game. but. Mike, I'm with you. Nine of those 11 guys on defense needed to be replaced. I mean, they they were run over by Cleveland, not run through, over by many teams a year ago. And I don't think the Penn State kid's making that much a difference, and I don't think Dan Quinn makes that much difference. He had one top-10 team defensively as a coach there when he was the head guy in Atlanta. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I see this Cowboy team. Why do I look at him and say I see the same team as a year ago? Well, you know, and by the way, uh, I know one guy is not going to make a difference, but man, I like Michael Parsons, that kid. Yeah, no, I mean, he's they're a line- hell of a player. Their linebacking crew that they have is a good one, but 
you know, a Dan Quinn defense has always been an undersized quick defense. That's what he ran, you know, when he was in Seattle, and that's what he ran in Atlanta. And that that can be a make plays behind the line defense. It can be a pressure the quarter, uh, the quarterback defense, or it can be a you get punched in the mouth defense. You eventually get run over because you're undersized, and a team that is a running team, you know, can eventually take it to you. And, and let me tell you, as a former defensive a player and defensive lineman, especially, it's demoralizing, like I said, when you're not running, when you're getting run over. It's a horrible, horrible feeling. But those defenses that he's had have been undersized, and that occasionally happens to them. It can be a big play defense, but it can consistently, over the course of the game, be worn down. So I'm going to be interested to see what they can do because they need that side of the ball to step up big time. Mike just reminded me of Bama running over my cane, so he's right. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> it's like having one hand tied behind your back when somebody oh. is running you over like that. Mike, I'll tell you, I, 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 you know what? I don't know when we got into where we couldn't get people on the ground real quick here on that, but I am just absolutely stunned how that guy just rolls those players out now. They lost, get this, Mike, they lost both wideouts in the first round. They are running back in the first round. Three guys in the O-line, highly drafted. The quarterback, the coordinator's gone, and then they still blow people out. It's incredible. They, You know, this is the year in uh, doing a full slate of college games. The term this year is super senior. So that's all the players that last year didn't count in eligibility, so they get another year. So you got a ton of fifth, sixth, you got a few seventh-year players because they got that extra year. You look in these, you know, I love the Phil Steele book to get me ready for yeah, college football. It. You look at the returning starters on a lot of teams, 17, 18, 19, 20 returning starters because of the super senior thing. Well, Alabama doesn't have that because they don't need guys returning. The guys are all going to the NFL. They're like, why the hell should I go back to college again? I got a ring. You know, I got a great grade. I'm going to the NFL. It's unbelievable. But winning begets winning. You know, players see I can go somewhere. I can play. I can win a ring. And I can be a high draft pick. The amazing thing to me is Nick Saban loses coordinators almost every year. And when those coordinators leave, remember, those coordinators are taking some of the position coaches with them to their new school and making them coordinators. That's why they, they leave. So he's not just replacing a coordinator sometime. He's replacing a coordinator and maybe a position coach or two and still wins. It, it's, it's incredible what that guy does. He should never go have to recruit. He should sit in a throne make the five stars come up, kiss his ring, and write a 300-word essay on why you should sign me, Coach Saban, please, so I can play at Alabama. It's incredible. And that leads yeah. me up to New England there, too, with Mac Jones. I mean, were you shocked? And, and you know what? You kind of just answered it. So wait a minute. He had Saban, and now he has Belichick as his two coaches. I mean, I don't know if you can ask for anything better for a quarterback that you have those two guys – or were you shocked, though, Mike, that he ended up beating out Cam Newton? Well, I think, and I don't know, Dan, and I don't know if anybody knows, and maybe when a book comes out, what went on on why Cam Newton had to sit those five days? We heard, you know, there was, you know, because Bill came out and said, hey, it wasn't his fault. But what was the misunderstanding? What went on? So was it a close enough competition where even if Mac didn't beat him out, but it was close enough to where Bill said, Maybe I can't afford having Cam on this team because if he is vulnerable like that and has to miss time, 
Well, contact tracing might put Mac Jones in that spot, even though if Mac Jones is vaccinated, you get, I think it's the two positive or negatives within 24 hours you can play. But what if he had to count on Cam and he had to miss five days again, then he's not around. So I really wonder more what went on with that situation. Uh, either way, they had to feel comfortable enough with Mac Jones to say, you're now the starter. Oop, you're now the starter of this team. Two last questions for you, Mike. I want to take you to New Orleans here and Jameis Winston here. Um, my question is not going to be whether or not I think he's going to get better under Sean, because I do think he's going to get better with Sean. It's, it's the big question mark with Jameis Winston, how he handles success once he becomes successful. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, we saw he struggled with that in the past, you know, in, in college. And so, yeah. Uh, so you you hope some things can be a humbling experience. I know I saw more than a few pieces of him uh, on him working out in the offseason and talking more. It seems like, you know, it became a little more level headed. Um, I, I'm excited to see him in this offense. And you know why? I know he won't throw what was it 33 touchdowns 33 interceptions or whatever it was you know why I know he won't do that because Sean Payton will pull him before that happens you know now the offense should be one that it shouldn't happen but if he starts to become a turnover machine he's going to be out I mean that's just going to be the way it is so he's got a great opportunity I thought he should be the starter I thought he outplayed Taysom Hill and you could still bring Hill in to you know do what he did when he came in for Drew Brees uh but this is a great second act for Jameis Winston right now to prove himself. Um, so let's hope, you know, with age, hopefully comes a little bit of wisdom. And if he has success, he handles it better. Finally here, Mike, your hometown team, the Browns, um, they're just loaded. I mean, that division yeah. could be very interesting also to the Titans. They are going to be a very formidable team too. Does this really all just come down to the quarterback's play here? on how well he plays if this team is going to be, Mike, not just contending, but competing for a Super Bowl. Yeah, if you're competing for a Super Bowl, you got to have that quarterback who has to be at least, you know, almost great, right? Or playing that way and or consistently very good to great because they have done, management there has done a phenomenal job in surrounding that uh, – um, Baker Mayfield with talent, right? But so on paper, they look good, but we know the game's not played on paper. You got to get it done on the field. We've seen the best. We've seen some great Baker Mayfield. We've seen some bad Baker uh, Baker Mayfield. So we'll see. I think obviously Kansas City's the top of that uh, top of that conference. Then the next two, I believe, are the Bills and the Browns from a talent standpoint. Now do you put it together? Again, you don't know if injury is going to come into play. You just have to wait and see. But Josh Allen showed what he could do in uh, Buffalo over the last, it's been more than a season, 30 games, maybe something like that, and, and got paid for it. Baker's still looking for that as well. But, yeah, yes, to get where they want to go, now now you're past the, oh, it's the first time we made the playoffs in, you know, 14 centuries. You know, now we're past that. Now, now you're expected to be a playoff team, and you're expected to take the next step. And if that's going to happen with a team, you have to have a quarterback that uh, that is an exceptional leader, an exceptional player. Well, I need you to do one last thing for me, and that is to help me and my cousin Dave Pizzuli help get uh, Clay Matthews Sr. into ah. the Pro Football Hall of Fame because that dude belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He played with your brother there on those great shot and yeah. Cleveland Brown teams, but 
Mike, that guy is a Cleveland icon, and I tell everybody, maybe one of the most underrated players in Cleveland Brown history is Clay Matthews Sr. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, what, what an exceptional player he was. The great memories I have of him. So when I was with the Houston Oilers, uh, we we're in the same, obviously, division as the Cleveland Browns. So we played each other twice a year. Now, my brother Bob and I played against one another, but we didn't play against one another because we were both on defense. But how about Clay and Bruce? Bruce Matthews was my teammate, oh. Hall of Famer. So they literally played against one another. They were literally battling each other almost every play two times a year. That was unbelievable to watch. And obviously, Bruce, you know, is is one of the greats of all time. Clay is as well. You know what? I don't know what it takes sometimes. I I, yeah. I, I don't. I, I can't say in any of the Hall of Fames, in any of the sports, I, I particularly like the method uh, that goes on to, to get players in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but it is what we have. So it's just another year. He's got to wait and see if he can get, you know, uh, you know, hear from somebody that he got in the Hall of Fame, a place I, I agree. I think he deserves to be in. Mike, how can people find your podcast? Oh, I'm on different podcasts. I've been doing a lot of stuff with with Stu, with Stu Gotts, you know, and his Stu. Oh Potter yeah, podcast. right on, man. So, so I would say that that's probably the one I'm on the most. My family and I had a podcast. Uh, sorry in advance, we're probably going to get back to that again in a little bit because my kids like grossing people out. But uh, until then, I'll probably be hanging out with Stu on Stupidity doing some dumb stuff. Your wife is the greatest tweeter of yeah, all time, and my God Almighty, I I follow her, man. She yeah. is so good. And especially if people start trashing Notre Dame, she is right in their face. <laughs> She's fantastic. There are times we literally have to say, "Don't, don't hit send." On no, you just don't just give me the phone. Give me the phone. Don't hit send. I mean, she's ready. She's all her fingers are ready to go, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mike, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it, and I really respect our friendship. Thank you so much for doing this for me. You got it, Dan. I'll see you. You got it. That is Mike Gullick. We're going to take a brief time out of here. Bruce Arians yet to join us. We'll get to your comments. You keep it here on the National Football Show. Hey, Eagles fans, if you're a subscriber to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, you are already registered to win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming season. That's right. You could win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming 2021 season just for being a subscriber. If you're watching and you're not a subscriber, do it now. Subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel right now. What do you need to do? Subscribe right now. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. 
Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show, your boy Dan Cilio. Alabama. Hey, Krause, he kissed my ass. He did call me out, and I had no I had no response. You want to hear what I said to him? I go like this. I go, well, you know, they did kick the crap out of Ohio State. They did beat up Notre Dame. These are their last three bowl games, and they did beat up Michigan. And so Krause goes, so wait a minute. You're going to take that weak-ass you-know-what and you're going to try to compromise how your team got killed on Saturday. You're going to go there. You're right. I can't go there. Because when you get killed like that, I mean, in my opinion, I think Saban could have put 73 points on Miami. I really believe he could have put 73, but you know what he didn't want to do? I don't think he wanted to show the rest of the Southeastern Conference his playbook. Why should he? He had the game well in hand. He didn't need to go out there and put 80 points up there on the board. It is really like this. Now, the only reason I vote on a top 25 poll, the only reason that I voted Georgia number one over Alabama was because they played the third-ranked team in the country, and they were five. You've got to get credit for playing good teams. I think if you're a voter, you can't just do this. Well, Alabama took on the 14th-ranked team and killed them. Okay, well, that's kind of what's expected. I, I, I just, to me, that was expected. But three and five? Now, I will say this. Krause had a great point, too, on this one. That was unwatchable. There was not one offensive touchdown in that Clemson-Georgia game. The Clemson quarterback threw a pick six, and the rest of them were field goals. I'm like, you know, you're not going to beat Alabama. Those two teams are not going to beat Alabama playing like that. You're just not. Okay? Birdman, Cilio, Georgia didn't score a touchdown. I got you. Yeah, but 
Dude, it's the opponents that they play. You're talking three versus five. Okay? You've got you, three versus five. You're hoping that that game is that close and it's razor thin. You're, you, now, I agree with you. Those offenses were hard to watch. Week one rankings are bull. They are. It's just conversation. Birdman, you're dead on. It's just conversation. Just conversation. No question about it. No question. No question. But that's the only reason I voted them number one. Okay? Because they played a really tough opponent out of the gate. And, for the record, Clemson, even if they run the table, they may not be good enough to get them into the semifinals. Because I don't believe they take on a ranked team. I know Miami's ranked. They may play them down the line, but I don't know. Miami's got enough problems with Appalachian State this week. Trust me when I tell you. Okay? I mean, you, I, the ACC is not a very good conference. They've got a bunch of – watch this. The ACC is – they're like this. The ACC is, like, kind of good. They're kind of good, okay? So, let me see here. Okay, so we're going to be getting – we're going to be getting coach. I just got a message. I just got a message, so I'm, I'm texting back Coach Coach Arians and the PR department there. So that's very, really cool. So Coach is going to be trying us here in a couple minutes. So little devi deviation from that. How about that, Bruce Arians, week of Cowboys and Buccaneers. God, I love Bruce. Hey. If Bruce Arians wins another Super Bowl, is he a Hall of Fame coach? Is he a Hall of Fame coach if Arians wins another one? You think he's you think he's a Hall of I do. Plus what he did in Pittsburgh. Man. Got to say, that's pretty impressive. He's a Hall of Fame smile. You think so? I do too, man. I love his style of coaching. Sales, his comment at your last show with him made me a big fan. What, we ain't done shit yet? <laughs> hey, man. But you see, the, uh, let me tell you, the, the, the great thing about coaches like that they they let you know who you are in the room immediately. Birdman, that's how Jimmy talked to us. There was no, like, soft edges around the corner with any of that BS. There was none of that. Absolutely none of that, man. So, absolutely. We're, we're talking about guys who... As honest as you are, see, this is the one thing that, that again, that I'm going to be watching with Nick Sirianni, with the Eagles, how he handles his players. You know, there's no coincidence. And I've said this before about Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady, without a doubt, and I'm going to bring this up to Coach Arians here in a minute. I think his greatest asset is the fact that he is a tremendous teammate. 
He's taking this kid, Kyle Trask, under his wing. The kid from Florida, they drafted in the second round. I see him sitting there coaching these guys. And, I, I mean, I see him dealing with him. Can you imagine being the protege or being like an intern for Tom Brady and you get a chance to walk around Byron Leftwich? You get a chance to walk around Bruce Arians, and you get a chance to walk around Tom Brady. Look, if I'm a rookie, and I've got that dynamic, that every time I show up to work, Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, and Tom Brady are showing me how to play the position, do you know what great – you couldn't get better college coaching or teaching for helping you how to become a lawyer than having guys like that sitting around and telling you how to play the position in the NFL. It's one thing to play the quarterback position in college. And by the way, he had Dan Mullen too. Dan Mullen was the guy who coached Dak Prescott. So there had to be something about Kyle Trask that really kind of made Bruce Arians and uh, Jason Light look up and go like this dude, there's something about this kid here. Because remember something, too. This kid, Kyle Trask, wasn't given but one scholarship opportunity, and that was to be a Gator. He he never had a chance to be anything else, man. All right. Big game this Thursday, and as a former Buccaneer, I got to tell you, man, I am stoked for this game on Thursday. Here he is right now, the head football coach of the Buccaneers, Bruce Arians. Bruce, I am stoked for Thursday. I'm going to try to keep my bias out of this. I don't know how I can. Fans are going to be at Raymond James. This has got to be awesome to see the fans back in the building again. Thank you for doing this, man. This is going to be a great time. All good, man. Everything's great, brother, man. You can feel the excitement in the city already. I mean, it's building up, and uh, it's going to be a hell of a night. Coach, I brought this up just a couple minutes ago. You know, one thing that I've noticed in this – offseason here is is Tom Brady and what a teammate this guy is. You've broached this before with me, but now you're in, he's got an intern in Kyle Trask. The way he talks to everybody in the locker room, I'm going to say this, Coach, and you disagree or maybe you agree with it. I think his greatest asset is how he deals with his teammates. Oh, there's no doubt. There's a, he is one hell of a teammate, and he's just one of the guys. But, uh, man, he'll wrap his arm around a young guy, a vet, any whoever it is, if, if he feels like – they need a little encouragement or they just need to hear something. And they'll get on their ass, too. But, I mean, he is a great teammate. Coach, what's the difference between last year's group and this year's group when you're trying to find an identity of your team? Last year had to have been hard. I don't think you guys really found your identity until after the Chicago game. Do you see more of that having been developed because you guys were around another, each other this offseason? How do you look at this group going into the year? Yeah, this is a much closer group, you know, because they all were around each other. And, you know, I gave the vets the entire spring off. They only came to minicamp. That was a long season, and, they, you know, it was hard. And we took the 45, 50 young guys and worked the crap out of them, see if we could build some depth. They came in for minicamp, and, and, bro, I had to slow them down. I thought they were going to kill each other. <laughs> they were getting after it. But, Coach, isn't that really great? Because you're developing leadership then from within – and these guys are building up a bond now when it comes to accountability, right? I mean, that's the when the coach can sit back and not have to do shit, and he could just look at his guys, and his guys are barking at people. To me, man, you're developing leadership. Is that fair? 
Oh, there's no doubt. You know, I've always said if you have a team where the coach has to get you ready to, for a game or a coach has to get you ready to practice, you're really not worth a shit. I mean, it's the players in the locker room. The players win. And uh, coaches lose a lot of games. But it's the players who win, and they have to get themselves. And when you have the leadership we have in our locker room, I mean, we had votes for captain. The same six guys got it. But we had 20 guys get votes for captains. And that speaks volumes. Coach, your coaching staff is to me the model of, you know, you know, of what staff should look like in the NFL. I don't think, see, and, 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 and follow me, coach, when I say this, you know, people always ask me about diversity in the NFL. And I tell people this, having been a player, I don't want you to hire a minority just to hire a minority. I want you to hire the best people. And sometimes the best people don't get hired for whatever reason, the peripheral stuff and what you have is you have somebody that's an assistant uh, strength and conditioning coach. I try to tell people that's an amazing gig and it's a female. Both your coordinators are minorities. How did this evolve into this coach to where you have the best coaching staff in the NFL? The diversity thing to me is second. It's the best staff. And maybe it does go together and collide together. How did you, how did this come together? I mean, really, they're my guys, you know, they're the reason I got back in coaching, you know, they were available. And uh, I mean, I had Byron, he's one of the smartest players ever coached at Pittsburgh, knew he'd be a hell of a coach if I could ever get him off the golf course. (laughs) I mean, Todd was one of my captains at Temple and and he's one of the smartest players I've ever coached on defense. So Keith Armstrong was the captain, our special teams coordinator. He was the captain uh, for me at Temple. Harold Gibbon, our assistant head coach. We've been together 16 years. So these are just the best people I know. They just happen to be African-Americans. Now, the two women on the staff, that was by design. That door needed to be knocked down. And uh, and we got two super qualified people. Lori Locust coaching the defensive line and MJ working with the, the strength and conditioning. And uh, she's amazing. I mean, amazing. Coach, two last questions for you. I know you got a, a tight schedule here. here. Um, the Cowboys on Thursday – they bring an awful lot of offense to the field on Thursday. Um, you know, they they look like they may get Zach Martin back. I know you're not going to sit, sit around and game plan to what ifs and maybes, but Cowboys going into Raymond James on Thursday. How, how do you see this thing um, unfolding here for you guys on Thursday? What's the keys that you have to look at? Uh, yeah, offensively, we're expecting everybody. And, and, and the way they were playing before Zach, uh, Zach got hurt, I mean, you know, 450 yards, 30-some points. That's what they were putting up every game. So that offensive line is what makes them go. Uh, we pride ourselves in stopping the run uh, and then stopping explosive plays because explosive plays is huge for them. Defensively, they're going to be a hell of a lot better just getting back to a 4-3. Their personnel matches the 4-3. Dan Quinn is a, is a hell of a coach. They're going to be high energy, uh, very simple, flying to the ball. So, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a challenge. Okay, finally here, Coach, I have to know what practice is like here. Um, your defense, do they challenge you guys on offense? I mean, because, you know, you guys on offense, you guys get all the girls and you get all the paychecks and everything. And us defensive guys on this side of the ball, you know, we got to make plays. And, you know, I know we won the Super Bowl this last year for you. I mean, because it was our defense. But, hey, you know, we'll give it to Brady. It's all good. Is there that kind of banner that goes back and forth out there? Oh, every day, every day, brother. In the heat, in the heat down here in Florida, whoo, it gets cooking. I promise you. And uh, I think Mike Vrabel said it the best. He came in. I don't know if you saw his quote. He said, "Hey, man, congratulations, guys. Thank God another defense won a Super Bowl for Brady." 
Hey, Sylvester Croom, do you know him? Oh, I coached with him. Oh, my yeah. God. Listen, he coached with me. He he was on the Buccaneer staff when Ray Perkins was the head coach of the Bucks, and he was on that. Coach Bobo was on that staff. Mike Dubose was on that staff. All them dudes, they coached me, and I had Dabo on the other day, and he says, make sure you tell – Coach Arians to say hi because you know he's got a little Bama blood in him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sly and I, Sly and I worked together on Coach Bryant's staff, and then uh, Dabo was my receiver coach when I was the offensive coordinator. <laughs> coach, good luck to you. I'm pulling for you. Go Buccaneers, and always thank you so much for taking time for me. Always, brother. Always. You all got it. That's Bruce Arians. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. We'll take a brief time out. Get back to all your thoughts. Boom. You keep it here on the National Football Show. Hey, Eagles fans, if you're a subscriber to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, you are already registered to win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming season. That's right. You could win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming 2021 season just for being a subscriber. If you're watching and you're not a subscriber, do it now. Subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel right now. What do you need to do? Subscribe right now. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life. Count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
National Football Show. Appreciate you coming aboard with us. That was a good hour, right? Mike Golick Sr. and Bruce Arians. Oh, by the way, um, Birdman just brought up a good point because guess what Bruce Arians just did? I would love to show you the text, but I can't because it's got his phone number on there. But he's committed to doing once a month for us. So the head football coach of the defending world champs will be on once a month. I done. Um, show me another show in the country. You have that. By the way, I'm not a local show. This is not a Tampa show. He doesn't even do that locally in Tampa. But Birdman's right. This is how you know Cilio's a good dude. If you read Twitter, they make it sound like I'm some sort of like whatever. And yet, the head coach of the Colts, the Bucks, the president of the Steelers. Gee, who else? Oh, the GM of the Chargers. Uh, God, I can go down. It's I, the list is too long. I mean, right? Ezekiel, you're wrong, dude. Ten to eleven wins. Chris Scott, you don't think that? Come on, man. Joey B, you know the Rolodex. Rolodex is. There's no, I have got in this, I've got in this, um, in this, uh, in this phone here, about 7,000 numbers. Do they show the numbers? No. Here, I'll just give you guys, because it doesn't show the numbers. Let me take this out of here. Here, here here's, here's who's on my cell phone right now. Arians, the PR guy from the Bucks, Jackie Slater, and Mike Golick. You guys know who Jackie Slater is, right? One of the best offensive linemen in the history of National Football League. We're trying to get him on. 7,000 names. And I got another book with 5,000 numbers in them. I don't know where, where these things came from. No idea. No idea. So they're expecting, hey, what do you guys think of the cow? Okay. So your big competition, if you're an Eagle fan, it's the Cowboys. I still think it's Washington. But where's Joey B on the contact list? Joey B. Um, oh, yeah, you, those are C-listers. <laughs> Don't worry about it, bro. You ready for this one? So, like, I'm on this cameo thing, you know, that you do these, like, uh, introductions or you tell somebody happy anniversary. Joey, just so you know. Wait a minute. I got you here. Here, so you know. So, I, I think I, I, I had to charge 50 bucks because, get this, okay? Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Joey. I might be a D-lister, too. So, my daughter goes, Dad, you do cameo now? <sighs> so pathetic. And I go, well, not really, but, yeah, I mean, they wanted me to do it, right? And he goes like this. She's like, Dad, 50 bucks? You're not going to, 50 bucks? Are you kidding me? You're not that freaking famous. Oh, all right. When are you going to get Nick Sirianni on? Man, I'm working it with Bob Lang. Bob's trying to do all he can to get him on, man. And by the way, Frank Reich set it up for me. He gave me a cell phone number. See, 
The one thing, Dev, you have to remember, if you want to get a relationship with these coaches, you have to be patient. You can't rush them. They'll do it on their time. Do you know it took me, Mark, you know how long it took me to get Mark Cuban on my show? It took me three years to get Mark Cuban on my show. And I outweighed him. Ezekiel, geez, I hope I'm wrong, bud. All I see is six wins. Dude, that's kind of where I was with the Eagles. Yeah, Joey B, my daughter says I couldn't get 50 bucks for for Cameo. She's like, Dad, you're not that famous, man. <laughs> okay. My daughter doesn't. She goes, you know, by the way, the stuff that I post on my Twitter at Dan Cilio Show, you know, my, my daughter says, thank God there's YouTube and thank God there's like video clips because no one would believe you. You're so fat right now. And I'm like, Danielle, okay, I used to be in that. She goes, Dad, nobody would ever get that. Nobody would ever, nobody would ever guess that. <laughs> like, I played at Miami. I, you know, we won, I won a national championship. She's like, I don't care, Dad. Nobody. But, and, and by the way, did you have a face mask? So that's my house. How you doing? <laughs> Uh, Robo has them with 10 to 11. No, he doesn't. Dude, Tony Romo said the Eagles will win 10, 11 games. My goal is to have Sills follow me on Twitter. I don't know why I should. Are you sure I'm not? Family don't know because they are around you all the time. Oh, yeah, Ken, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Dad, you're not that famous. You need to drop that to 15 bucks. So I dropped it to 25. And I had people posting this on my uh, cameo. Uh, Dan, yes, I want you to send this to my friend, Neil. Yes, I'm a big fat Guido that I sweat sausages all the time and that I am a no-talent on-air personality. Please send to Joey Bones. Thank you, loser Loser DA. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's not being sent. So I had to up it. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That Rodney Dangerfield is a great comparison. It's a great comparison. Oh, yeah. Dad, do me a favor. Don't say anything on Twitter because you know why? Somebody's going to call you a racist again or a jackass just because they can. Didi, you see other people that come on my show? She's like, nobody can't. Dad, Twitter. I'm like, Didi, social media is like water to you kids today. I sweat sausages. <laughs> hey, did you guys get a hold of that? That uh, Brian Kelly post-game interview? Did you see what he did you see what uh Brian Kelly did in that post game interview? He was trying to take um a comment from John McKay cuz the reporter asked John McKay. He goes, "Coach, what do you think of the execution of your team?" He goes, "I'm for it." And 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 he goes, I guess she asked him. She goes, "Yeah, I'm for it." And he goes, "Yeah, I'm for executing my entire team." I'm like, "That's not really the punchline, dude." Yeah, you know. <laughs> Kevin says, I get the same thing from my boys. 
Dude, isn't it terrible? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like, Dad, Miami hasn't been good in 100 years. Like, you know, they're like, they're like, Dad, when's the last time Miami was good? Tell me. Tell me. I'm just going to say Oz. Heisman winner, wide receiver, he's good not. Dude, I don't know that. How many Heisman Trophy people have gone into the NFL and bombed? It just stunk out loud. Right? I'll go there with that. Well, he's a Heisman winner. So what? It's the NFL now. Yeah, the greatest wide receiver in the history of the National Football League went to Mississippi Valley State. He didn't go to Alabama. What do you think about Singleton being voted one of the captains? I'm good with that, Brent. Isn't that the tackling machine from a year ago? You know who that kid reminds me of? That Keekly guy who was played down in Carolina, made all them tackles. He reminds me of that. Remember Keekly? He reminds me of him. Tackle machine. That guy's got a boatload of tackles. Hey, Brent, tell me if I'm right or wrong. Uh, Didn't they put him in last year in week six? He became the starter. Am I right when I say that? Was it week six? And he's been a machine. I think he's like led the NFL in tackling since they put him in. Smith gets open right away. Bro, this is the NFL. Reminds me of Luke, man. That's who that kid reminds me of. For the record, Kickley ended up going on to being defensive player of the year. I think, I think Luke Keekley played at BC. I think he's a Boston College guy. Brent, game five? Okay. Well, ever since he's been put in that lineup, that guy's made a boatload of tackles. A boatload of tackles. So, yeah, that's – I like him. I, I And by the way, by the way, a very, 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 you know, lunch pail type of guy. Paul says Eagles go eight and nine. Paul, how about this? I said they go nine and eight. We're not off. He broke Reggie White's tackling records. Wow. Dude, you break anything, Reggie White. (laughs) Nine, eight, 10, seven. No way. 11 and six. You're psycho. You're a great father, Dano. Rodney, <laughs> oh, one of those three, okay? I think it's more the other end. But I do think they could be above 500. Damn, that kid broke Reggie White's tackling record for most tackles? Yeah, Brent, I think nine and eight. I think that's a nine and eight team. That wins the division, though, because 10 and seven is going to win the division. I don't – hey, and for the record – when, when the Cowboys play the Buccaneers, here, I'm going to write down the score of Buccaneers and Cowboys on Thursday. What do you got? 
What do you got for Thursday's game? I got 38.20 bucks. I got 38.20. Breaking, where do you think the Colts, Dolphins, draft picks will end up um, next year? I think the Colts are going to make it to the playoffs this year. I think the Dolphins are going to make it to the playoffs. I think those are two playoff football teams. So you're talking 20 and down. Smile says Bucks 32-17. Alex will do this year. Okay, I'm t- okay. Joey, 30 to 13, Buccaneers win. Romo, obviously a Hurts fan. It's a good thing. 42-31. Okay. Wow, Ezekiel, man, is just not high on the Eagles. Just not high on the Eagles, huh? Six wins. So you think that's a 6-11 and 11 football team. They only improved two wins. Is that right? I got 38-20. 38-20. Mike Golick likes them. Mike, I, I, the way I read what Mike said earlier, I think Mike, I, I, I think Mike thinks that the Eagles have a chance on being pretty decent. Oh, wow. You want to start there. Eagle fans, let's do it at the beginning of the week and at the end of the week. I like this topic. We're going to break down that game. By the way, the president of the Atlanta Falcons is going to try to join us this week, and that's Rich McKay. So we're working on him too, president of the Falcons. Um, score of the Eagles and Falcon game. Wow, I got to think of this one here for a second. Hang on. Matt Ryan can throw the ball. 27. Hey, wait a minute here. What what, what happened to the, the Eagle fan guys must have left. Let's see. Okay. 17 to 9. Not a lot of offense. So you don't you think the uh Eagles defense is gonna hold Matt Ryan to nine points. Okay. This is what I have. 26-21. 26-21 birds. Ulysses 21-10 Eagles. Kevin says, just as long as they don't look stupid. You mean like my canes? Oof, man. The first thing Krause did, too. That's embarrassing. We bitch slapped you, dude. Hey, good afternoon. Hopefully you had a great Labor Day weekend. Brent says, 34-28. You see six wins, man. Man, I got to talk. You know what? We had too many guys on, though, Zeke. Hey, we, 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 had, we had too many guys on 
that say that team is good in more places than what people are saying. Like, see, to me, I, I mean this with all my heart. I don't really care about wide receiver groupings. I, I don't care about any of that. I care if you're good in the O-line and you're good in the D-line. That gives you a chance to win every single weekend in the NFL. Zeke says 24-21. See, that's where I'm at, brother. I got 26-21. I'm kind of in that conversation. Oz has got 24-20. Brent's got a little more distance, 34-28. Not much, but got to play good defense. See, and I don't think Atlanta's got the people on the other side of the ball. It's loud in Atlanta, and it is on the road. You're right, dude. That dome is that dome is loud. Same team as 07, except better secondary and younger quarterback. Do you think the Eagle secondary's good? Falcons O-line is going to get steamrolled. Hey, man, Fletcher Cox is healthy, man. He is a beast. I love that guy. Jock Talk K, Eagles will have offense. Defensive lines in the top five. Jock, I've said this, man. This goes back then to your Super Bowl team. If you retool those lines like that, you're in the conversation. You're in a conversation to contend and compete every single game that you go out there. Okay? Absolutely. So, 26-21. This game's going to – how about this? I say this is a last possession type of football game. By the way, we're working on Stephen Jones for tomorrow the CEO of the Dallas Cowboys, too. So we'll talk to him about Dak. You know, we get the biggest names in the country on this baby. You know that. Dev says the Eagles go 9-8. and Hey, you know what the Cowboys, in my opinion, go? You ready for this? Here's what I think the Cowboys go. What did I write down? I think the Cowboys are a 9-8 and team, too. I think they're nine and eight. They're a nine and eight football team. Yep, nine and eight. I got them written down here as a nine and eight football team. Does Romo know football? Oz, how can a guy like Tony Romo know football when he's only won two postseason games in 17 years? This guy's not Troy Aikman. As much as Jerry Jones would have you have you believe that Tony Romo was some great quarterback, Tony Romo, how about this? You want me to compare Tony Romo to a quarterback? You think he's better than Drew Bledsoe? I don't think so. You think Tony Romo was better than Donovan McNabb? I don't think so. Was Tony Romo better than Randall Cunningham? I don't think so. Was Tony Romo better than Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco, you see this postseason record? Blows Tony Romo's record away. Jared Goff has a better postseason record than Tony Romo. I was always going like this. What's Romo's success in the league? Throwing for a lot of fantasy football yards and 
Okay. And not he hasn't won any games. Hasn't won any games. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> Tony Romo, great analyst. And then listen to him. I listen to winners. You can listen to guys like that. You must like John Gruden, too, as an analyst. He sucks as a coach, too. Yeah. See this guy here, Oz? He likes guys that are good on TV but don't really say anything. That's what it is. Tony Romo has got two wins. Okay? Two wins. Anyway, hey, I appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you so much. Really awesome of you guys to do it today here. Krause, awesome stuff, even though you gave me a lot of BS about Bama, Miami, all good. Big Joe, we appreciate it. Cal, thank you so much. Don't forget, if you missed any of the show, go over to the Jacob Media channel and like it, share it, watch it again if you missed it. We had Mike Gullick Sr. and Bruce Arians on today. We appreciate it. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern, we'll see you on the flip side. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.